Always oh ready my six god, the excitement in your voice. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Mm. Everything. So it's it's like, it's like where to start. <laughs> exactly. There are so many things. Uh, well we touched on the world building in the previous podcast. I don't know if we wanna extrapolate on that a little more. I don't know if extrapolate was the right use of that word, but Dole on that. <laughs> okay, cool. So, one of the interesting things I think that makes this book effective is it does draw on our world. It does draw on like the look and feel of our world. It draws on actual places. Ketterdam is based on Amsterdam, Seriously? I think. And it's clear that the author did a lot of research into these places. Yeah. So all the 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 terminology and the language she uses for that area feels really authentic and it's a lot of it I think is based off of the Dutch language just from the little bits of Dutch I've seen just the way they pronounce things like you've got Krug and you've got Stadwatch Aww. and you've got all those little words and they feel authentic because they're kind of based off of our world and they're kind of based on that pre-existing feeling but she's altered them a bit so that they're their own thing instead which I think is a really good way to successfully build a world that feels real that's so cool and then i think ravka is like russian and and fjordan is somewhere in scandinavia Mm -hmm. i'm sure but they have that same look and feel but they feel different at the same time because they are their own world with their own roles and names yeah you, you can definitely tell the uh the the russian influence in um it's Ra- it's Ravka, right? Ravka. Yeah, because that's the one that yes. Shadow and Bone is set in, right? And if you yes. like, if you just look at the cover for it, it's like it's there. It's... Yep. So, and there's something about when they call the place where the Grisha go to train the little palace. That feels like a very Russian thing to call a place. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know much about Russia. I don't know if I'm thinking of something very similar that makes that connection but I don't know they call it the little palace I'm like, yes it's a very Russian thing to do or a very Ravkin thing to do in this case huh. that's really cool yes yeah and they build on that atmosphere because they bring in the vocabulary mm-hmm. people use like podge I love podge so much anytime anyone <laughs> says you podge it's so absurd and it's so great, especially when it's oh Casper saying it. <laughs> and you're just diving straight into characters, are you? <laughs> oh, dear. yep, yep. Because those are some. Oh big yeah! Characters. Oh yeah! One hundred and ten percent. What like I do mm-hmm. like on the world building though. I do love the. I hesitate to say diversity, but I I really do like the diversity of like the the different areas and like the, the the cast of characters that she created for the series yep yep and i think it was smart to set ketterdam as a, like a trading place because it makes sense for you to have this mix of people here even if it's not yep. for good reasons that they're mm-hmm. there necessarily. and it makes sense to have these influences coming in and it makes sense for you to see these people and mm-hmm. it feels very natural which is beautiful it's 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 the the world is so 
con- it like everything feels like it makes sense and and everything feels like it's there for a reason yes. it's not just like oh this was a cool idea i'm gonna stick it here it's like yes this is a cool idea but this is how it works within the broader scope of what i've created and it's like all the little details and stuff that like scattered throughout it to the point where she could then go and be like i'm gonna write my own yes. fairy tales based off of this world because i've developed it to that point that these yes. feel natural in it that's mind-blowing it's <laughs> so good and even even little things where she thinks about well we have this world where there's people called grisha and they're mainly from ravka but of course they would spread mm-hmm. out as we have we do in this world where we travel and she integrates them into how they work and how they're treated and they, how the time period treats them and the differences between the cultures and how you would think about, well, this is not necessary because we have these people mm-hmm. and this is necessary because these people hate these people. So she she thinks about these relationships very carefully and Definitely. what makes sense to have in a society and not and have And it's like kind of going off what you were saying. The it's, Each area kind of has its own religion and beliefs and that that's that's a lot to, like, to think about and to write about and to <laughs> not get like confused between them and make sure they all feel different because like Inej is from yep I forget she's from Ravka yeah. but she's Suli and the Suli are just it sounds to me like they're just nomadic mm-hmm. I don't know if they necessarily have an origin place um but her particular yeah, area is like, Rafka but from a Suli family between like how Inej believes in things to how um Matthias believes in things or how oh Kaz oh Kaz <laughs> yeah oh yes yeah it's like <laughs> except money how Kaz doesn't it's believe in anything money and revenge because yes. Dirty Hands is coming to get things done <laughs> oh, yes geez. it's going to see the rough work book done now. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. everything and speaking of those lines just the writing so itself is good. so well constructed I feel like beautiful and it's really beautiful seeing the jump from shadow and bone being her first book to six of crows and the way she lays out backstories and the way she writes lines that sound Mm -hmm. like they shouldn't sound natural for someone to say but they sound amazing when she fits it into the tone of everything that people talk about about these um, characters in terms of writing dialogue where they're like don't write dialogue the way people would speak because it sounds boring write it like you would imagine it and the way mm-hmm. the characters speak in the series is just so beautiful. It's like you just want to hear them talk for like an hour. It's like yes, yeah. It's like you don't yes. you don't care what they're talking talk about. about. You just want to hear them talk. <laughs> just give me a hundred pages of <laughs> of like Nina yes. talking about waffles. I'm fine with that. Oh. Just give me a hundred pages of them going to the waffle place and sitting down and having waffles. And just those shenanigans. I don't need (laughs) I don't need everything, but I want everything. I I need everything. I I don't literally not need it. I want more Kaz. I want more Nez. (laughs) I I want more I want more Whisper. 
which is the effect oh my god whisper i need more whisper <laughs> they're so good whisper is good <laughs> oh the, the, all of them oh spoilers sorry <laughs> oh yes yeah, yeah, i already did i just, away I just like dropped a spoiler uh <laughs> that's not until like the second book whoops the the glaring absence of certain people yeah and the whole and then Westwood. other things Boiler and Jess were give me life Westwood. but we're getting off track I don't this is not gonna just turn into a ship a ship gushing thing okay no do we want to discuss yeah, we do characters themselves though for now <laughs> since, we're on the since we're on the topic of gushing oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's characters. let's go there. Characters, the characters in this I love so much more than Shadow okay. and Bone. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a lot of that I think is the dynamic, and the fact that there are so many of them with their different perspectives, and they're all very different. So even if you're not initially in love with one of them, mm-hmm. there's someone else there for you. The odds are there's someone in there for you. So for example, like Matthias was. Not my favorite the first time I read it, or even the second time I read it. He grew on me, but then the th- by the third time I read it, I understood him. I appreciated him. He has come so far in his ideas and beliefs and mindset. And like, this is a really strong character who has evolved so much. Even if he's like a stupid talk- talk- person, he's amazing. Yeah. Are we gonna talk about both? But I didn't or love just him at first. Growth. That is up to you. That is what do you, what do you think? I feel like we could very easily break this into two separate discussions. Yeah, okay, let's just talk about there's so much person. to cover in these. Okay, cool. But even mm-hmm. just reading Six of Crows and his growth in Six of Crows. This was good, but he wasn't someone I loved at oh, first, but I had five other characters. His introduction was so So that helps it. Rough. It, it was like it was like he's just it was, he was dropped on yes. you, and then he was like this ball of hatred and yes. anger that was just there. <laughs> you were like, I don't yes. know what to do with you, but I have these. No, and I'm intrigued because I want to know why he's so angry. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I get frustrated when he's just so angry. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of understand, but I kind of also don't understand. So. He, he's an interesting person, but the more you look at him, the more you understand him, which I feel is like knowing a yeah. person that you don't initially like at Definitely. first, which is great. Because he feels I like I feel a like the character that grows the most, though, is definitely Wyland. And it's... Yes. No, no, go. No, you go. And you he's... Go. His... Go ahead. I've, I've been spouting off for like ages. No, 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 I'll, I'll save my, my, my thing for, for just one. Okay. Okay. So Wyland's interesting to me because he doesn't fit into this world naturally at first. And even though he does grow and he changes a lot as a person, he doesn't go down the same path as these other people who've been living in Ketterdam and, and running with these gangs and Kaz and an edge business going on. He, he kind of maintains some of his Wyland innocence, but he becomes stronger within that. So he becomes stronger within himself, I think, as a person. Definitely. While not sacrificing himself that's, as a person. That's so 
yes. such a hard thing to do because it, it could have been so easy to just be like and now he's a badass like the rest of them you know or like now now he's like sacrificed all his yep. morals because yeah. he just wants to get revenge on you know the stuff that happens are, are we going spoilers or no spoilers mm-hmm. We've already admitted that there have been okay. spoilers slipped, so, and they will probably continue to slip. So, so it's, it's consider like, yourself warned if you ever see. Goes on through the book, and all the things. I forgot what my point was, but it's. <laughs> I don't remember what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes. He doesn't turn dark and violent yes. and consumed by revenge. Even, he even stays if he has violent. the chance to. <laughs> and that's so interesting and the way to create a character like him when you have all of these people whose morals are questionable <laughs> yeah questionable yeah it's like I Even love as you guys but you guys are not the best role models what what does she call them now like murder babies nope <laughs> that would be an apt term for them whether she's yeah. dead or not so, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is something, and I will, I will discuss this more when we do on the cast, but that's something I respect about all of the characters, is all of the characters within this story do maintain themselves as a personality even when they develop. It's interesting to Wyland in particular that he doesn't go down a dark path when that was very easy, and I appreciate that, but in general, all of these characters stay true to themselves and it's very believable when they make the choices they make even if you don't want them to make those yeah, choices which brings us to Jesper who has yes I feel like he's the one he's one of the ones that had like the roughest time even though he had no reason to have such a rough time <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's just like everything he went through was kind of a product of his own making but no go go. this is your this is your okay it's it's true like he he has his gambling problem he has his lying to his father problem he has the i accidentally told people i was going to get really rich which set them on our tail problem which i always don't see coming somehow every time i read yeah he does that it's like Desperate he does that, up. and then and then you gotta deal with the repercussions. <laughs> you gotta deal with the Kaz repercussions yep. from that. Yep, it's amazing you're yeah. not dead, Jasper. <laughs> it's and he's so believable. I feel like that word's gonna get tossed around too much, but it's, yeah, but it's true, and he's he's. He's also a charismatic character to me in a different way from Kaz's. Kaz is like a scary kind of charismatic and Ned is kind of, I trust you. But Jesper's kind of a, you want to get swept on with whatever he's doing. Yep. And he's that easygoing kind of a friend who's really excited for a fight and laid back with a lot of stuff about so, other things. He's and just like the along. fun dude you want to know. Like this, he's like the one you see and you're yes, like, I want to exactly. be friends with you. Exactly. <laughs> Man, he, mm, yeah. He, and then he makes his mistakes. Yeah. But you still love him. And you're like, oh no. 
but I still, which, which I then still brings you it. to his cow's problem with the cows that, that you know doesn't <laughs> it somehow doesn't kill him possibly because he reminds him of his brother oh I never oh I'm that. sorry I'm dipping into book two. Oh yeah that that book two shout out oh Come on, Jordy. Does, does, is he not mentioned until book two? I don't think that was mentioned to book two because I think that was his, his fight, the Kaz Jesper fight, where uh, oh, yeah. good old Father Fahe jumped in yeah. and was like, hey, boys, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. So we'll save that. Yeah, yeah, that was book two. But we'll save that. But that you find still out about his brother that. in book one, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but the. Kaz is such. Hmm. Kaz is like an enigma. It's like I shouldn't like you because you do so many things that I shouldn't like, that we shouldn't be behind. But you're so. Hmm. I want to watch you do bad things, even though I shouldn't. Which is interesting because it's. I was looking up the reviews for this book on Amazon, and a, a number of the people who didn't like the book and gave it lower ratings had valid points and they're like I don't really want to romanticize mm-hmm. this terrible person or mm-hmm. back this terrible person but then most of us are sitting here like I want to watch this terrible yes. person get justice <laughs> like you want to set fire to some things sure because I live for the little things <laughs> setting stuff on fire <laughs> inside jokes <laughs> anyway who have we talked about we haven't really talked about Nina. No, we have not talked about Nina. Mm-hmm. And Nina's good. That's it. Nina's good. Moving on. <laughs> Nina, Nina's just good. Like, I don't know. She's kind of like that. She is in that Jesper zone, though, where, like, this is a fun person that I want to mm-hmm. stick with and get behind. And then she has a lot of, I think a lot of her interest, too, comes with her relationship yeah. with Fais and the yeah. conflict the two have because of their backgrounds and the way they overcome that. That's really cool to watch. And of course her friendship with the Ned is awesome. Yeah. But uh interesting conflict. That's true. Like now that you mention it, there there isn't a lot of a lot going on when it's just Nina on her own. A lot of Mm-hmm. I mean, she's someone, she was kind of like, when they initially pulled her in, I'm thinking, okay, this is someone who's useful to be pulled in, but I don't quite see her problems yet. I kind of saw her as the person who, like, helps you out, and like, yeah, I'll get you into this place, and we don't see much from her, and then we pull in Matthias, and Mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a lot of issues here. So, it, it, yeah. Did did we actually talk about Matthias, or did we (laughs) just kind of brush over him? I can't remember. I had, I had Matthias as a great character who grew a yes. lot and I didn't like it yes. first and then, and then I th- I threatened to spill into the second yeah. book and we said okay no okay and then it's Inesh did we talk about Inesh yes I will I want to make one more mm-hmm. point on Matthias though Matthias is in part great because you don't quite know what he's going to do especially when they get to the ice palace and he's talking oh, to his old yeah. commander and you can easily see him joining back in and slipping into it and that you feel legitimate fear for what's going to happen because he's part of the group and you don't quite want him to leave but you can really see him 
leaving and you can see the consequences and it's really laid out clear and then he grows and i'm like yes this is good but i was really it's what he knows right it's what he came from and he's still trying to fight with the you know trying to decide whether this is something that he should be part of or not and it's such a painful decision too because you understand where he's coming from and you're seeing this is the person who raised him and helped him. And, he's and it all brothers. comes to like such a perfect point in the last book that it. Not talking about it. No. Mm. no. Not talking about it. It was. Yes, it was perfect. Beautiful. It was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's. Is that all the characters, or do we want to talk about side characters too? We did not touch oh, on yeah. Inej a whole lot. Inej. How could we do it? Yes. Inej. Inej is too divine. It's just acknowledged. Perfect, beautiful, such a horrible story. Like, backstory? It, it is. It's like, oh my god. And I hate to say it's told with grace, because I feel like that's putting a, again, mm-hmm. a romanticized spin on it. But it is told really well, and it's told really effectively, and you feel for her. But she doesn't never. She never delves too dramatically into it. She's you just you see how she suffered, and you see how she's grown from it. But it's yeah, always with it's, her. Like, it's always something that drives it's her. Like she doesn't sit around feeling sorry for herself, and that's not a really that's not a good way to put that. To be frank, like there, there's a better way of phrasing that than right. what I just said. Right. No, same here. That's, that's, yeah. I'm having that issue, too. But she goes through a lot, but she doesn't just, like, sit down and... It's like, there there are a lot of characters that will go through something horrific, and then they'll just kind of stagnate for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, they stall. Is... They stall out. And yeah, which is understandable, processing. because you just went through, like, a horrific event. But she does that. She has that stall and then she moves forward and it's just it's like a, a gun being shot where she's just like going and she keeps she going keeps and she keeps going. going and keeps going until it's like uh it's amazing and and you just even within the even though a lot of it is backstory even within the actual book you see so much progress in her character and in her confidence I guess Yes, and and I think even the way she she learns to compromise between mm-hmm. the two beliefs that are kind of tearing her apart because she comes from her her background of Suli and the Suli saints and these beliefs she has about people and being a good person, but she's also compromising with well this is what I've gone through and this is what I intend to do and then she's put her faith in Kaz, and there are some things you give up <laughs> when you put your faith in Kaz and oh, keep yeah. him as your company. Mm. <laughs> Kaz. Kaz. Why does it keep coming back to Kaz? Because Kaz is at the heart of everything, and he's brilliant and terrible, and you want to watch him. Yes, he is, but he's also a teenage kid, so sometimes you bring it back down, pull back, and realize this is a little bit funny, because this is like 17-year-old kid going, yep, I'm the coolest (laughs) kid in town. But he actually is, he actually backs it up. Which is another thing I think is good about him is he he can back up every threat he makes. Even if he's angry about it and he can't initially 
do it right then. He he has a plan. It's gonna come forward. I will put that forth as one criticism I had for the book. I whenever there was like some kind of really bad conflict, the thought would always go into my mind like, well, Kaz has a plan. So this this, is this isn't gonna go badly. So like it'll all work out because Cass has a plan. And that's But part of the No, but I I just think that's just a thing that comes with writing characters like Cass. Like that's always gonna happen. So that that's not like a fault on uh, her part or anything. It's just yeah, that that was the only that's the only thing I have to say on that. I mean, to me, the brilliance of that, though, and that kind of a character, it's not necessarily that you're fearing that they it's won't the get out of it. It's 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 how. You want to see how. Because she backs, Bartigo backs her characters into really, really tough corners and bizarre places. When they get, when they're locking themselves into the truck, even, oh, to go yeah. into the ice palace, I'm like, how are you doing this? And then she does it, and I'm like, that makes sense. I can see that happening. And then they're in the jail cell, and I'm like, oh okay how are you getting out of this and it works and it's it's a a series of tricks and it's one of those things i want to keep watching and i love the analogy with kaz watching the magician and wanting to know how Mm. the coin disappears and just turning that over in in my head because he becomes a magician in a very different sense the homeless direction thing so yes and i love to watch it every time yeah but uh, it, it is it is valid that you do remove some of the stakes, but the story becomes different, I think, um, when you're introducing those kinds of characters that have different stakes. Okay, so do we talk about plot now? Mm-hmm. You kind of did just go, start going into that, or? Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's a good thing to do. Do you have initial thoughts to start this out? So much happens. I don't. I don't <laughs> even know where to even start with this especially since like the first and second books start to blur because there isn't really like a, a set end mm-hmm. mm. i will okay why don't we just start at the actual beginning because i think the beginning of this book is really smart and it's beautiful because it's <laughs> i keep saying beautiful it sets the tone it's interesting and it sets the tone for this whole story because you introduce Kaz the same way some of these people are being introduced to Kaz at the same time, the way the gang members being introduced to Kaz at the same time. And so you have the shared reaction of the other side watching everything unfold, and that's how the rest of the story progresses, is something happens, something goes down, and then all hell breaks loose, and Kaz Brecker is scary. I and forgot you should that's how it started. Yes. Yes. And I think it's told from a Nedge's perspective, at least part of the time. So you're not even in his head. You're not in his head yet. You don't know what's coming. And then it's like, oh boy, that was quite a train. Yeah, and then it switches to him. And then you're like, oh wait, this dude that just did the thing. This is him. And you're in his head now. I mean, I realized, okay, the very, very beginning is the prelude with yeah, the Yeah, yeah, but that, that's just kind of like, this is happening Which, in the background kind of thing. Yes. This is this is the kind of the issue that we're going to be confronting later on. Which is interesting, too, because it's not even the initial issue that they bring up. I mean, they bring up the, hey, 
these folks have the the Grisha have heightened powers now. But the main issue in the story is Kaz Brecker's got to break mm-hmm. into the Ice Palace <laughs> for, for Krug. <laughs> The only reason he would break into the ice palace. That's possible. I mean, maybe if somebody else was like being <laughs> captured in there and he had to go save them, I'm not saying who. Or if Pekka Rollins was in there, <laughs> but you know. Oh yeah. Deal. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like an opportunity. He's down, but uh the Krug seals the deal. I will say, one thing that that confused me, and this is like just me being dumb. I kept confusing Pekka Rollins <laughs> and Perhaskel for no good reason. Oh, uh, Like, no good reason. There was no reason to confuse them, but I always did. I mean, I can see that. They've got those P names, and they both kind of have a whimsy in their names, I feel like. And they're both, I don't know, I, both of them seem a little bit silly up front, but they're also they deadly have, people like, the same underneath. sort of well, role. Like, the same people. Mm-hmm. No they're way. also those. They're that old generation of thugs and gangsters that Kaz is taking yeah. down one by one. So I, I, I got confused between them, and it took me like a, a little bit to separate it. But then when I did, it was great. That was just me being dumb. Yes. Yes. Um, I do want to, in the discussion of plot, talk about the handling of flashbacks and the backstory because that's something that could easily have gone very awry and I think mm. it was done very well um, yeah it, it, no, it's one of those things where you're slowly unfolding the character in verse but it's told in an interesting way where you part of the time you want to get back to the plot but part of the time you want to get back to the backstory especially when you get a little tidbit and they take it away but what, what was the rest of that there's something else down there. The only ones that had like written out backstory were Kaz, Nina, and Matthias, right? Like, Jesper had some too, I thought, when he was talking about um, the university. His were probably told in shorter bursts where he, I, he might have just seen something and thought about. I know he had the moment with the fountain and the gambling and how everything no, I, went um, to hell. What I mean is like how. It'll actually switch from, this is present day, I'm going to go and switch and actually write what happened in the past. As opposed to like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this thing, but it's still present day while I'm doing something else, kind of thing. Okay, so they yeah, were yeah. the only ones um, that kind of actually went back and full on wrote it like it was happening. Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong? Well, there was... They, they still write yeah. it in the past tense. They still say, because when like, Kaz is with Jordy, they say, little Kaz mm-hmm. held his hand, and they say he had done this and he had done that. I mean, the whole book's kind of written in that semi-past tense, but um, Kaz had it. I think Inej had bit parts, and then Matthias and Nina were very big because that explained everything yeah. that's happening in the present. But even what's there, it, the handling of it, is very well done. <laughs> And we don't go into that, that I leaned my back against the wall and thought about my past, or I had a dream sequence where I remembered my past. All of those things were avoided and somehow felt very natural when we transitioned into it, even if at first you're a little, where am I? And then you're like, oh, okay. I looked into the mirror and saw this thing that made me think about my dad. And then... Dead parents. <laughs> are we playing bingo? Are we, are we playing, like, sad backstory bingo? Because that could be a thing. Oh, I really... 
I want to make sad backstory bingo. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a thing now. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a checklist. We're, we're going to do sad backstory bingo. Like, mm-hmm. yes. It's got to be dead parents. Um, what else? <laughs> um, village destroyed yeah. is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Trick um, hmm. hmm. is a good one. Trick is kind of a betrayed yeah. orphan. Mm-hmm. Lost, lost lover. There's probably a lot more when we sit down and examine. Uh, are we are we throwing in the my best friend's in love with someone else joke? Oh, this that is always <laughs> a good one. That yeah. should be in there. <laughs> yes. Maybe we should put in general angsty character yes. reasonings. Yes. This person didn't yes. like me when I was a kid. <laughs> yep. No one <laughs> understands me. Well, that's, that's that's getting into some too real stuff. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yes, okay, crows. Um, <laughs> plot. We were trying plot. to talk about plot, and then we started talking about characters again. We were trying to talk about plot. Well. I mean, the backstory was like how the plot played out to me part of the way, so I thought that was relevant. I thought that was pretty good. Plot's driven by characters, which yeah. is very good. Like even the the whole Grisher getting stronger thing didn't really apply much until the second book. It applied more in the second book. It was kind of a this is the reason why we need you to go to the Ice Palace. Palace talking about um, mm-hmm. Van Eck. We need you to go because Grisha. And Kaz is like, well, I need to go because crew. Um, so that's that. And then you, we see the actual consequences of, oh, okay, so this is what is affecting all of us now and affecting the world now. And this is happening oh, yeah. in the second book, I mean. Second book's like, here's the world consequences of why you had to go to the Ice Palace. It's so good. It's so good. I just want to talk about the second one. It's so good. Because it's eating my heart. But no. In the future... Yeah. In the future, we'll we'll be like an. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I think those were my main things I needed to gush over in this. I'm trying to think of any issues I had with it personally, actually. Mm-hmm. I think my only issue was I didn't like to read Matthias <laughs> for two read-throughs, and then I was like, wait, Matthias though. I think- one of my issues was the side characters because we spent so much time on the main six the side characters kind of fell behind so when specific names were called i didn't really remember who was who like the little gang members who were like so and so helped us yeah this i'm like okay yeah i saw your name once i know you're part of this but i don't know who you are yeah and that, I will say that is kind of an interesting problem because it is a gang, and these the six characters don't necessarily, aside from a Kaz and an Edge, they're not normally constantly yep. together necessarily prior to this book, but they feel like they're the six best friends mm-hmm. kind of a deal. The six amigos, but really Kaz is dealing with a lot of different people. He deals with an Edge and Jesper within the dregs, and he deals with Nina when he needs to consult, but he kind mm-hmm. of only visits Nina. And he doesn't really talk to Wyland, I don't think, no, prior he to uh, recruiting him for the Ice Palace Jaws. He just, yeah. you know, I just picked him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thought he might be useful. For like, like, uh, like this he's cool, like, I need cool this thing. person. 
It's like when you go to the store and you see this cool thing, you're like, hmm, this could be helpful, and you just pick it up and it sits on your shelf for a while. Oh, God. Except, you know, this thing on your shelf happens to have bones. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and interesting connections to mm-hmm. powerful people. And then Matthias, he had never, he never would have spoken to him before then. Just... Nope. He never seen Kaz in his life. That's he didn't know what he was in for. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And like even within the gang, you, I don't get the feeling that he and Jesper were that close. Jesper liked yeah. to think they were close, yeah. according to Jesper. But then Jesper would really pay attention to Kaz and be like, "This mm-hmm. is Kaz, though." Kaz, Kaz doesn't notice, aside from his... Jesper also issues. has, like, other reasons for paying attention to Kaz. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always forget those reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's kind of bizarre that this this particular person has so many admirers. Okay. At the same time, I'm here admiring, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah. I feel like there was less yeah. critical discussion <laughs> on the. There was a lot of gushing, but I think we backed it up. We had a uh, some articulate reasons why things were. I good. just like the the first one is good, but I feel like the second one was the one that kind of drove it home. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, because I think everything's opened and it's beautiful and it's handled, and you see the characters in the first one, and it's fun, and then everything comes to a close in the second one and all the ramifications of all the choices are made come to a close everything comes full circle in the second one and it's it's good and i think it only needs to i would love three i would love to keep reading i will read coffee shop (laughs) as we discussed and waffle house and all those things but it only needs to which is really really interesting because we always see trilogies and so on but this is a good your duet my duet, even though they want to call it a duology, mm-hmm. it's a duet. It's it was really good, <laughs> and especially for like one character in particular, whose story comes to a close in like the most perfect, yet yes, heartbreaking but perfect but way. Later. And I just mm, that's for that's later. That's for later. <laughs> so yeah, it's been forty minutes. Yep, I think that, that, wraps, I think that wraps up. That's Six, Six of Crows. Crows. We didn't tell you about the plot. We gushed about the characters. And we kind of touched on the writing, which is really, really good. So, yeah. Yep. Good things to read. Great things All to right. read. Okay. Great things to read. Well, good night. Bye. Good times. <laughs> <laughs>